This week, Pastor John, your new book launches. It's titled Living in the Light, Money, Sex, and Power. It's short. It's to the point. It's 150 pages, a really good book. My copy is highlighted all over the place, and we will be talking about it this week. It's published by our good friends at The Good Book Company in England. It's available on Amazon now. And, of course, the full digital book can be downloaded at DesiringGod.org. Uh, Pastor John, early in the book, you admit that in the process of writing this little book, you say that you experienced a fundamental change in your thinking. Uh, what happened, and, and how do you think differently about these categories of money, sex, and power now after writing the book? There was an encounter, and it happened to be with uh, you and the editorial team. I don't know if you remember it, but yeah, yeah. it was one of those aha moments for me, or as I look back on it, it really was a duh moment. (laughs) (laughs) Like, what's wrong with my head that I have to be uh, made to see by other people what I should see on my own? Um, We we were talking about the book and about my plan for it uh, over over lunch one day, and uh, I think it was David Mathis who brought something up that was just so obvious that I had sidelined but let me let me put it in the, the context of the flow of, of, of thought, how the book was coming into being. I started the book as I was first conceiving it with definitions. And an image came to my mind as I was peeling away the layers and going deeper and deeper with the meaning of money, sex, and power. And the image was of an iceberg. And you can see, what, a tenth of an iceberg above the water, but it's it's the nine-tenths below do all the damage to your boat. And what I've found over the years is that the effort to define things at the beginning almost always reveals that what we thought we were dealing with is like the tip of an iceberg. <laughs> we, we thought we were dealing with that, and really there's way more to it. We we thought we were dealing with money, for example, uh, paper currency, coins. There it is in my hand. But in fact, underneath, we're dealing with pleasures and advantages that money can buy or status that money can signify. And then we, we realized, no, that's not the bottom because underneath that is covetousness and greed and fear and cravings for safety and prestige and control. And then we realize, no, that's not the bottom either because the Bible teaches us that there's another reality called the condition of my heart, deeper than covetousness that gives rise to all those things like a bad tree giving bad fruit on its limbs. And so, as always, it's, it seems to me, I realized, just by trying to define what we were talking about, what I was thinking about, um, this uh, money, sex, and power appeared to be like the fraction of an iceberg above the water, and the, the, the dangerous part was underneath those jagged, sawtooth ridges that can slice a gash in in your Titanic, and there it goes to the bottom of the bottom of the ocean. And, and that's where I had come when we had our editorial lunch. And there we're sitting and talking, and David Mathis just mentions almost in passing that money, sex, and power are good gifts. 
of God that may be used with great love and effectiveness in serving other people and glorifying God. And it hits me like a thunderbolt that my iceberg image is true, but it's only true on the negative side. And it was, it was holding me hostage, as it were. It was, it was keeping me from seeing that other side of, no, no, these things are not just dangers. Money, sex, and power are not just dangers. They are potentials. They are gifts. They are opportunities to make God look great in the world and advance his cause in the world. So I went home thinking, oh my goodness, I got to restructure everything here and make sure this gets done in a more biblical way because I was lopsided in the way I was thinking so it's not just an iceberg i need i need another image like floating islands of glorious food and fuel and the rarest fruit so in other words what i realized is that we have to deal with another foundational reality namely these are god's gifts and and uh, if they sink us it isn't because god gave us bad gifts it's because something happened inside of us that turned gifts of grace into instruments of sin. And this, this totally altered the way I went at the book. So yes, we need definitions, and I, I do start. Chapter one is definitions. What is, are the depths of these three realities we call money, sex, and power? And yes, we do need chapters on the pleasure-destroying dangers of sex and the wealth-destroying dangers of money and the self-destroying dangers of power. And you can see in those very titles how I tried to catch the positive even when I was dealing with the, the negative. But when we turn away from those dangers to the potentials, we ask, well, why did God give us these gifts in the first place? not just to test us, not just to tempt us to, to be fornicators or covetousness or power mongers. Money, sex, and power all have a unique potential to magnify the worth and beauty of Christ. So that's, that's the new structure of the book. Define, defeat, deploy. So define, go deep with what are these things after all, and defeat the dangers and deploy the, the potentials when God takes his place as our true treasure and pleasure and sovereign. Yeah. So so there's really, I mean, when we talk about takeaways in principle, there's there's three. Kill the sinful habits of life that misuse God's gifts. Number two, praise the giver for the good gifts itself. And then three, you take it one step further and say what? I go further and say, actually take hold of power, take hold of money and make them a means of advancing the cause of the giver, and more than that, see in the actual gift of sex and money and power, see in them dimensions of God's goodness that when you enjoy them rightly, you are enjoying him. That's brilliant. Thank you, Pastor John. The new book is titled Living in the Light, Money, Sex, and Power. It releases this week. And tomorrow we're going to press into the topic of the power of pleasures, godly pleasures versus sinful pleasures. Can delight in God really compete with the pleasures and allure of pornography, for example? 
and how should we think of those competing pleasures. That's tomorrow. I'm your host, Tony Reiki. Thanks for listening to the Ask Pastor John podcast with author and longtime pastor, John Piper.